Welcome to Reading the Bible Together podcast. I'm your host, Angela Smith, and today we are talking about Luke 22. And back with me is my good friend, Rosie Browsen. She's the producer of Afternoons with Bill Arnold. Welcome back, Rosie. Thank you. I had so much fun, you know, when we were talking about Luke 8. So thank you for inviting me back for 22. Yeah, and boy... There's there's a lot going on in I this know. chapter. Which way do you want to go with this? There's so much here. Well, if, for those of you who are listening, if you got the study guide, you know that we had a bonus episode. And maybe you're seeing it pop up with your other podcast episodes. Um, the Last Supper happens here. And I remember the first time that I went to a Seder dinner. It was actually with my father-in-law, who's the person I'm interviewing in that bonus podcast. And... I wanted to understand what the Last Supper was like for Jesus as a Jewish man who had done that year after year after year. Because we look at it now and it's, oh, it's the Last Supper, it's communion. And yes, it is. But but what was it before and what was the meaning that mm-hmm. that was brought to the Last Supper? Because I felt like, one, I mean, the whole time I was like, what? I mean, there was just I so know. many, like, it, like the... The richness and the depth of it just explodes. It does. And I think the importance, I mean, all through Scripture, especially in the Old Testament, the Lord is telling us, he's requesting us, he's inviting us into a action of remembering Mm -hmm. that that's really important in our walk with him because, you know, he knows that there could be several days, years, centuries between a prayer first uttered and the fulfillment of that prayer. And in the process between day one and day completion, Mm -hmm. there's a lot, you know, the enemy likes to play around and he likes to steal what God has promised and spoken into our lives. He likes to try to steal it. And so I think in the Seder and the Passover, the the importance of remembering, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, they, it's just, it's essential that we a teach, and I think in your bonus podcast, your father-in-law really made that point very clear, that we have to teach to to the next generation, even to our own current generation, the importance of remembering and that Jesus coming to redeem us was extremely intentional. It was the point, and if you go back into the Old Testament, you know, God knew way God knew from the beginning that what he was going to do because he's mm-hmm. because he's, he's God. God. He's really he's good at being the God. End, the Alpha and the Omega. <laughs> yeah. And so, but it's a great reminder that in our world today, as we're feeling the temperature and the water's boiling and it doesn't feel comfortable, God knows this was happening. He sent his sons, already been victorious over it. And so remembering what Jesus already came and defeated is so important. And I think that's what the Passover does for me. It reminds me to remember. Yeah. Is that a sentence? It reminds me to remember. Yeah. I think so. We're going, I, we're I going with it. Yeah, we're going with it. <laughs> well, and it's interesting to think about Jesus being a part of that Passover. Do you think he knew it was him? They're like, right? Right? Like, oh, yeah. Can I have my cup? Because, well, maybe you want to explain the cups because there's a lot of people who probably don't know what a Seder is or the well, Passover meal. Yeah, each of the cups, so the Seder meal is basically broken up into four, it's telling the the story of the Jewish people, Mm -hmm. and it's broken up into four cups, and now I'm blanking at the moment (laughs) on those four, so make sure you go back and listen to that that bonus episode, but there's a cup of suffering. Yeah. 
And and there's also the cup of Elijah coming back, mm-hmm. right? And, and there's so, a seat at the Seder I for know. Elijah. I know. It's always, okay, so maybe it's just in my com- comedic way of thinking, but I'm always thinking of Jesus at 14, 15 going, yeah, that's my, t- that's my seat. I'm right here. I am here. And the world might miss it or the Jewish people might miss it. The Gentiles, you know, will have a chance to see him too. And so I just wonder, Scripture says that Jesus grew in stature and wisdom. Mm-hmm. And and we know he that he had foreknowledge of things, but it doesn't ever tell us how much he knew at what ages he knew it. So, yeah, but so I think it was when he was 12 and he stayed back. Yeah. At the temple. Right. And then it says he grew so in he stature knew, and wisdom. Yeah. Right? Well, and he knew that God was his father. I was mm-hmm. in my father's house. Yeah. 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 So that will be really fun when we get to heaven and all that's revealed to us. That will be a fun. Yeah. <laughs> so sitting, so he's sitting at this table having the last supper with someone who's already betrayed him and he knows it. Yeah. People, someone who's going to deny him mm-hmm. and then others who are going to be absent. In, in his in his suffering. In his suffering. So that was the first thing that jumped out to me in in uh, Luke 22 was it, it opens with Judas betraying him already mm-hmm. and then showing up at the Passover meal and sitting right next to Jesus and sharing the saltwater dish mm-hmm. and Jesus being with him in his sin. And isn't that just like the Lord today? Like we sin, people turn on the computer and watch things they shouldn't. Other people slander. Jesus is in our sin with us. And we always have this opportunity. I think the characters between Judas and Peter, Peter denied Jesus as well. We always have this opportunity to repent. Jesus is with us in our sin. He knows about it. Mm -hmm. And the opportunity, kind of like what we were talking about in Luke 8 in the soil, the soil... We nurture in our own lives. We always have this opportunity to repent and to walk in faithfulness with God and to be nurturing to what he's already brought us in belief. Right. And I think to be aware of his presence Mm -hmm. and what he's leading to do. As you were talking, I was thinking about uh, a friend has a very tragic story in their life and um, the I'm not sure how much I want to want to go into it. <laughs> we are really having girlfriend yeah, talk. Aren't I know, we? right? Uh, they did something really awful, mm-hmm. and it was a really awful situation. And it was one of those questions where they're suffering, and you say, "Where, where was the Lord? Where mm-hmm. was the Lord when there was suffering?" And and this friend said, "Jesus was with them, begging them mm-hmm. not to do this thing. Right. That's where Jesus was." But I think sometimes we can get, understandably, I'm not laying blame, understandably become so focused focused on the brokenness and the pain in our life mm-hmm. that we don't see Jesus sitting with us right. in our sin, begging us to turn to him. And, and saying, believe me, because I am your redeemer. Mm-hmm. Believe me, walk with me. Genesis fifty twenty says, what was intended for evil, I promised to make unto good. What's the rest of it, Angie? For the betterment of other lives. Believe me, I was victorious on that hill of Calvary. I'm weeping with you. This grieves me. I haven't left you. Come to me. Repent to me. Forgive. You know, all these attributes of Christ that he invites us. I mean, he's living inside us. Mm-hmm. And so he not only invites us, he inspires us to get there. And yet he doesn't 
you know, he's a respecter of free will. Right. Why? Right? Like he could push a little harder and, be, and we'd all like just come to our knees, mm-hmm. right? But he allows us this opportunity and invites us into loving him the way he loves us. And that loving him back is saying, I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to lay this down. I'm going to trust that you forgive me in this sin. I'm going to trust that you are going to release me from this sin. I'm going to trust that I'm going to be a better portion, a better side of myself because you're dwelling in me and move forward. That's what Peter did. Mm. You know, and I think, you know, we're jumping kind of ahead here, but Mm. they both had an opportunity to respond that way. And one did and one didn't. Yeah, I and just thinking about Jesus suffering and yeah. the reason that we can have redemption is because of his suffering and right conquering death. And so all that came from his suffering, mm-hmm. all that was accomplished because of his suffering, right. that it wasn't pain for pain's sake. It was pain. It was very purposeful pain that right. he went through. And for those of you who are listening, I know that there are some of you going through really hard times and really in depths of pain, whether it's from abuse or from trauma, but you are suffering. And I want you to know that the Lord is with you. Just like, and whether or not it's because of sin that you've done or sin that's been done to you, but the Lord is with you. Rosie, would you pray for them? I will. So Lord, I I thank you that you don't leave us. I thank you that we can trust your character, that you are our front guard, our side guards, our rear guards, that you dwell within us. I thank you that you weep. I thank you that um, you told us through scripture that the spirit grieves. I thank you, Lord, that you will not abandon us as the uh, disciples abandon you in the garden of Gethsemane, that you don't leave us. Lord, I also pray that you are our hope and that you promise you are the redeemer. You promise to redeem and, re, and, and invest and bring back what the enemy has stolen. So, Lord, in all these cases of pain and suffering and um, abandonment and victimhood and just all of it, Lord, disease, all of it, all of the brokenness, Lord, I ask that you would redeem it, that you would come and bring life into the suffering, that it would be for the betterment of others, that we would, um, anybody hearing this who is broken and weeping, that you would see victory in the name of Jesus Christ in your area, and that the gospel would continue, that the kingdom of God would continue and advance because you have surrendered it to the Lord and given it to him to redeem and to promote for the betterment of others. Mm -hmm. For this I pray in the almighty name of Jesus. Indeed, you are a king of all kings and Lord of all lords, and we love you. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me again oh, today. Oh, I love it. I love it. Can I, we do like Matthew and Mark? And <laughs> so fun. Someday, someday. Well, thank you so much for joining us again for Reading the Bible Together podcast. Tomorrow, we will be talking about Luke 23, so make sure that you are subscribed so you don't miss an episode. The Reading the Bible Together podcast is a production of Faith Radio and Northwestern Media. Hosted, produced, and edited by Angela Smith. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more, consider financially supporting Faith Radio. Find more information at MyFaithRadio.com. 